It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I've given everyone the chance to sleep on Tuesday night's loss to the San Antonio Spurs. Do we feel any better? No, we don't. That was awful. Unacceptable and, yeah, really important to get out of your system now, I guess. Let's talk about it and the context of it all. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is March 15th. Beware the eye. It's March 2023. My name is Philip Ross Reich. I'm the site expert and editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, a disappointing loss to the San Antonio Spurs, to say the least. Why the Orlando Magic's maturity is at issue. And why it's probably better they learn this lesson now and deal with this disappointment now than they do in the future. We'll get to all that and unpack all those emotions and feelings after last night's loss to the Spurs. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. So search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's Locked On in all caps in the game. The Orlando Magic lost to San Antonio Spurs 132-114. On one hand, it felt like a game where, and this happens to every NBA team, it felt like a game where the other team got hot. Um, And look, we've been in that shoe plenty of times over the last couple years, certainly over the last decade, where you're, as an NBA team, Everything just clicks. The defense hits your eye right. You get shots early, and you and you surprise and get a late season win. Uh, I've had plenty of arguments about those late season wins in the past. They happen. These are NBA players. They are going to be good enough. On the other hand, Tuesday night's loss was not just about the Spurs hitting a ton of threes. Credit to San Antonio for making those three. San Antonio is 24th in the league in three-point field goals per game, as well as 24th in the league in three-point field goal percentage. If the Magic's game plan and strategy was to let the was to live and die by the Spurs hitting threes, they that's a gamble they lost and, and lost in a major way. The Spurs set a franchise record with 22 three-pointers. That's a Spurs franchise record 
with 22 three-pointers. And every time it felt like the Magic were getting ready to reassert themselves, take the lead back, or, or, or get themselves back in the game, because it never really felt like Orlando was out of the game. San Antonio like, didn't play defense either. San Antonio would just hit a couple of threes, and it would be over. They made, they made five threes in the first quarter, seven threes in the third. That's how they established d- double-digit leads. That's how they built a 17-point lead in the third quarter. And, and Orlando was just climbing uphill the entire way. Orlando's offense was fine. They scored plenty. And, and it only tailed off in the fourth quarter because they lost patience. They lost composure. They lost poise. And they started trying to run back at the Spurs. They started trying to push the pace too much. They tried to get everything back in one in one shot instead of doing the thing they had to do to get the lead. And that's playing some freaking defense. This was one of the poorest defensive efforts the Magic had played all year long. And what's, again, frustrating about it, and this is no offense to the Spurs, they are a team that gives you a wide margin of error. The Magic could have no-showed the first half, come out of that locker room down by six, play the defense we know they're capable of playing, play the offense that they played in the first half, and win this game by 15, 20 points. That's what a team like the Spurs allows you to do. And the one thing you can't do is let them get confidence, let them get some momentum and, and feel and rhythm, and then just take the consequences as they are. Orlando did not dictate anything defensively. Their rotations were a step late. They weren't stopping dribble penetration. They weren't reacting and getting out to the three-point line. Even Paolo Bancaro said that they were a step slow all night. And that's how you get the kind of feet set, open threes San Antonio consistently got. Credit to the Spurs for making shots. This game was about the Magic's defense not trying. And I don't like using that word because I don't like imputing effort. That's like the the, the most insulting thing you could say to a basketball player, to an athlete, is that they didn't try. Intention might have been there, but effort certainly wasn't. And and awareness certainly wasn't. And it was just mistake after mistake after mistake. And they weren't big mistakes either. They weren't. And the Spurs, again, credit them. Pass the ball beautifully. Attack the paint beautifully. Did everything that you have to do to get the open shots. And the Magic did nothing to stop them. It uh, It starts with the physicality on the perimeter. Maybe some early fouls backed Orlando off, but... Orlando did not play with the defense that we know they're capable of. And that's what this all comes back to. That's what it is, is so disappointing. Because this team wants to be held to the standard of making the postseason. They want to make a postseason push. They are, they're the ones talking about the playing tournament. I'm following them when I keep saying that the play-in is possible and the Magic should push for the play I am following, the standings say that too, but I am following this team. They're telling us this is what they want to do. And when you pl- and when you tell us that's what you want to do, you got to hold them to that standard. You got to say, this kind of play is unacceptable. This is not how you make the play in tournament. This is what happens if you're trying to go the opposite direction in the standings. Or this is what happens when you've, frankly, given up on the season. When you're playing out the string, when... Effort is, well, if I feel like it. To play at the highest level, to play at a postseason level, 
You've got to be locked in. You've got to be dialed in at every moment against every opponent. The Magic are four games out of the final playing spot. They have a loss to the Hornets. They have a loss to the Rockets. They have two losses to the Pistons. Now they have a loss to the Spurs. That's five losses to the bottom four teams in the league. The, the only four teams that are tanking, by the way. There's, there's no, the Magic are fifth. They're, the Magic are not tanking. There are four teams that are tanking. There are four teams that are done with the season. The Magic still have something to play for. And feeling disappointed about this game is proof that they do have something to play for. If we weren't so disappointed and frustrated by this loss, it would be proof that, okay, the season's really over. The season is not over. There's still a lot to gain and a lot to learn. And winning is really, really important for this young group. But so is holding them to the fire, holding to them to account, and frankly, not accepting efforts like this again. Look, look, the Magic played Detroit one more time. They got one more game against Detroit. If that that has to be a win, that that that, that that's a game that you have to count as a win if you're in a postseason chase. And look, Boston lost to Houston the other night. Teams lose to these teams all the time. It's it that's not the part that's frustrating. It's not frustrating that Orlando lost to San Antonio as much as. It's frustrating that Orlando had a chance to get a win if they just did the things we know they're capable of. The disappointment is not who the Magic lost to, but how. Knowing what this team is capable of doing, knowing what they did Saturday night against Miami, that was an incredible defensive game. Gave up, I think, 106 points per 100 sessions. That was a great defensive game. We know they can defend at a high level. And in this game, they just didn't. At any level, at any stage, at any moment. Yeah, Orlando scored at will. And, and when you score, when, you're, when teams are going back and forth with scoring the way these two teams were, it's easy to let defense fall by the wayside. The good teams, the playoff teams, they know that their defense is the key. They know that their defense powers everything and that they're only going to advance. They're only going to step forward if they defend at a higher level. But that's not what the Magic did. And so we're left regretting another loss to a, to a team that the Magic should beat. We're regretting an opportunity missed. And we're hopeful that on this very difficult road trip ahead, the Magic are able to make that game up somewhere where they're not supposed to. We'll get to this part of the story, but... Look, the play-in chase, I'm an optimist. I've been pushing it too. It's not about making the playoffs. It's not about making the play-in tournament. It's not about making the postseason. It's about feeling the weight of losses, feeling the gravity of these games and the pressure that comes with them. And this is a moment where that weight feels especially heavy. And in that sense, this is good. We'll get to why it's good coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at the Ultimate Basketball, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. I'm really excited about our new partner, a sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your basketball franchise, well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for everything from hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and trading players, making draft picks, 
navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft and all the ups and downs of the season. All this in a challenging and realistic game mode. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. I've always been a big fan of the My GM mode on NBA on NBA 2K. This game puts that puts that experience uh, on your mobile phone, gives you a chance to control everything. So check it out today. Locked On Magic listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit probasketballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. The ultimate basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before I give the positive spin to, to what this, this this loss means moving forward, let's run through the final box score as the Orlando Magic fall to the San Antonio Spurs, 132-114. to 114. Um, We got to start with San Antonio shooting numbers. They score at least 30 points in every quarter, but the second, they score 29 in the second. And look, Orlando scored plenty. 114 points for this team is plenty uh, to, to win games. Orlando shot the ball pretty well. They were able to get out, get out and transition. They're able to to, to, to really punt, get, take advantage of those first turnovers. Like San, like I I cannot repeat this enough. And, and again, this is what's so frustrating. San Antonio made shots: twenty two of forty one from deep, 40, 48 of eighty five from from the floor overall. San Antonio made shots. They did not play well. Turned the ball over fifteen times for sixteen Orlando points. Orlando turned the ball over just nine times. It felt like a whole lot more. But Orlando's just not a team that's going to be able to keep up shooting-wise. They shot 34.5% from, from beyond the arc, 10 for 29. Only 45.4%. A lot of that kind of in the fourth quarter when they started to, 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 to really kind of force things and try and scramble to get back in the game rather than, again, doing the things they had to do. Every starter on the Magic, except for Gary Harris, had a plus-minus of more than minus 10. The starters continued to struggle together and set good tones for the team. I, I think it's probably too late in the season for a, a major lineup change because I know that uh, that Jamal Mosley values stability, and I, I respect that, especially at this, this stage with the Magic, essentially having the same rotation now uh, since late December. But the starting lineup's really not working. Um, and, and I do think that... I think Jalen Suggs might help. It's really just about shooting. Um, even with Paolo and Franz playing better, they they just they need more shooting. They need to they need to play better. Um, it's it is not good right now. Um, there there are not a lot of easy answers on this roster. And yeah, it's it, we we know what's happening this offseason. There's going to be some change to the lineup, some rotation pieces added, not just rookies but free agents, possibly trades as well. Let's go through the box score though. Starts with Paolo Bancaro, 27 points, 11 for 21 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep, 6 rebounds. He had 15 points in the first quarter. He really set the tone offensively. I loved Paolo's aggression. He was getting to the basket. He was 
finishing around the rim. That got his jumper going. His He was in a great rhythm all game. And honestly, there was a point in the fourth quarter, I think Orlando was down like eight, eight or nine points, where I thought, and maybe this would have been more productive and a better idea, I really thought the Magic were just going to give the ball to Paolo and let him finish it. it at a certain stage, it felt like this was finally going to be the Paolo 40-point game, where this was going to be the game where Paolo just kind of carried his team and 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 went and went there. Um, I think he had 19 at the half, so only eight in the second quarter or in the second half. Um, I do think this is a bit of a problem the Magic have. They because their offense is so egalitarian and and kind of flow-based. I do think they sometimes go away from hot hands and from players who really really have it working. Um, and, and, you know, we've seen this with, certainly with Franz when the ball team goes completely away from him. Uh, this really felt like a game where everyone was going to eat. The Spurs weren't stopping anybody. They really did not have an answer for Paolo Bancaro. And that's even with Jer- Jeremy Sochan playing some great defense. And, and Jeremy Sochan had a great game. 29 points, 11 rebounds, 11 for 19 shooting, 3 for 6 from deep. Um, he had a fantastic game. He did bother Paolo in some areas. Paolo had three turnovers, had a couple turnovers early that really set the tone for the game as well. Um, but I can't. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Paolo's defense. Um, I think Paolo, Paolo has been a better on-ball defender than I, I think I anticipated. Um, I think he has done, especially for a rookie, pretty well on the ball. But I think some of the defensive problems we anticipated in the draft process have shown up at times. Uh, he kind of, and I think there's a general problem with the team, honestly, Focus wanders a little bit. Um, attention to detail wanders a little bit. There were a few occasions where Paolo was doing his job. He was the low man defensively. And when the ball swung to the uh, to the corner, that's Paolo's rotation. It is a long rotation. It is a tough rotation. But he was a step slow on it. Um, you know, he was turning as the ball was in the air instead of just going. And again, I'm a big believer on defense. And I'm a big believer on live TV and, and a lot of things. If you're going to make a mistake, commit to the mistake. I'd rather you commit to a mistake than be indecisive. And, and, and there were a few occasions, and look, it wasn't just Paolo. I'm singling out Paolo here, but it wasn't just Paolo. There were a lot of instances where the Magic took a beat to recognize that a kickout was happening, that a ball was getting out there, and they weren't rotating back out to three-point line. A lot of these open threes were ball reversals where the Magic could have been in good defensive position to challenge shots or chase guys off the line or slow the offense down or force the next reversal but instead, two guys were going to the wrong spot, or one or two guys were standing still, looking at each other to go challenge the shot, or you know, a skip pass over someone's head, and you're watching the pass instead of reacting to where the ball is going to be. These are little things. These are things young players have to learn. So I, I don't think this is entirely you know this is something Paolo is going to get better at as he recognizes situations, as he's out on the floor more. But look. It was bad, and, and and so many of these missed defensive rotations were low man rotations. Where you know, again, the the Magic's defense is designed to stop the paint. Um, in the NBA today, you're making gambles. Um, you know, in the NBA today, with how good these offenses are, you're essentially deciding what do we want to beat us. And the Magic, at least in this iteration of their defense, and look. I'll get to this in a minute, but Jamal Mosley is a big picture coach. He's frustrated that they lost this game for sure, but he's he's not going to change things dramatically because of one loss. The play-in chase isn't his goal this year. It's it's still a big picture goal. 
And so he the, and so like the Magic this year are really focused on being a good paint defense team. Their gamble is that they will give up a ton of threes. They're, they give up the second most three-point attempts in the entire league. They will give up threes. And so games like this happen. It happened against Sacramento. It happened against Houston. It happened against San Antonio now. Games like this happen because the Magic are willing to give up. The Magic's defense is willing to gamble that they can give that they can give up three-point attempts and challenge them enough to make you miss. And they're, you know, middle of the table, middle of the league in three-point field goal defense. That's fine, except they give up so many attempts, and giving up a ton of attempts is a huge problem. And one of the adjustments I think Mosley's going to have to make to his defense is figure out a way to limit three-point three-point attempts, um, limit opponent three-point attempts, because this part this part of the defense is not sustainable. A lot of the rest of it is. This part isn't. The Magic, in a lot of ways, did do good things defensively. I did think their low man help was pretty good. At the same time, they give up too much dribble penetration at the point of attack. That put them on their back foot. And so it's just, it's it's a domino effect. It starts with the dribble penetration on pick and rolls. Pick and roll coverage wasn't particularly active or physical. That forces the low man help. That opens up the corner threes. That opens up the ball reversals for more threes. It's a lot of things have to be really precise. And again, the Magic just weren't precise at any level. That's, that's my thing about the defense. I don't think necessarily Magic did a lot of things wrong. It was just a cascading effect of several small things wrong. That led to big consequences um, in this one. And again, a little bit of defense, playing a little bit more physically, uh, playing with a little bit more aggression. I'd love to see the Magic bring back some of the blitzing defensive schemes that they really didn't try in this one. They were dropping a lot. Um, doing any of that's gonna gonna change things. And honestly, Magic probably should have popped out a zone at some point uh, in this game. I was surprised that they they didn't really do that. Oh, uh, let's burn through the rest of these these box scores. Sorry, I had to fit my defensive aside there. Uh, Wendell Carter, 16 points, 7 for 15, shooting 1 for 6 from deep, 10 rebounds, 3 assists. He he did okay. Um, you know, certainly the missed threes were a big thing. Five of his eight misses were threes. Um, when Wendell Carter's taking that many threes, it's usually a bad thing. Um, you know, you want him in the paint. You want him in, you want him using the three the threat of his three to make drives and, and kind of warp the defense again. Um, that really didn't happen in this one. Uh Markel Fultz, 13 points, 5 for 13 shooting, 6 assists. Uh I thought he did okay. Um, Markel Fultz is really good. I like Markel. I think he does a really good job managing games. I think he got sucked into the speed a little bit too much. This is a game, and look, the Magic want to play faster. This is a game where you needed to slow down. And, and, and you know, Markel's really good at usually picking the pace that he wants to play at. He allowed this game to get too fast, and I think that was a problem um, because the Spurs want to play fast. The Spurs are a fast-paced team. Um, this was a game when the Magic should have probably tried to slow things down, calm themselves, play with a little bit of poise, and instead it just felt like they were just trying to ratchet things up to 100, and that only helped the Spurs a little bit more. Um, I say this a lot. I think Fultz's attention kind of wanders sometimes. Like, he'll 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 be really locked. When he's really locked in, he is really, really good. Sometimes he isn't always locked in at, at, at the level that, that you need him at. So just something to keep an eye on there. Franz Wagner, clearly playing hurt, 11 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 4 assists. He did fine offensively. I thought he did okay. You know, 1 for 3 from 3, like nothing crazy. Defensively, you could really tell he was a step slow. Um, you know, you never see him miss rotations. He missed a bunch of rotations. He was slow getting out to the three-point line. Just He tried to gut it through. The Magic needed him, um, but it was definitely a, a tough, tough game for him and a tough outing for him. Off the bench, Orlando got 14 points from Cole Anthony. Again, maybe some quick shot decisions, like 
Cole Anthony, when the pace is this fast, Cole Anthony is the one that you really worry about because he's always willing to take a shot. And you want him willing to take a shot, but a lot of questionable shot decisions, in my opinion, from Cole Anthony. Jalen Suggs, 12 points, 5 for 13 shooting, 2 for 7 from deep. Um, gave some nice defensive efforts, two steals in, on the night. Um, you know, gave some good energy, but again, just not able to be efficient. And then 12 points for Mo Wagner, was able to get the line for seven free throws. He was five for seven from the foul line. Paolo only three for five. Again, Magic just not able. The Magic, when they when they get beat from the three-point line this much, need to get to the line. They were only 16 for 21 from the line. Magic, our team, in a 100-possession game, get to the line 30, need to be at the line 30 times. So definitely a, a misstep there. The Orlando Magic fall to the San Antonio Spurs, 132-114. to 114. What does this game ultimately mean, and how do the Magic push forward? We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our friends at FanDuel. We are rounding the corner to the end of the NBA season. Just 13 games left, if my math is correct. I don't math well all the time, so I apologize. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes trained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This game is done. We're done with it. Flush it down. It's it, you know, watch the tape, learn from it. We're done with it. Um, as disappointing as it is, I, I think it's really important to remember that this is the season to make these mistakes. Like I said before, we're talking about the postseason chase. It is important to talk about it. It, it is important for this franchise to start looking up at the standings rather than down at them. Orlando's up seven games on Charlotte. They're not going to fall into that bottom four, and if they do, we'll have some serious problems. They're, 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 that, that means there are serious problems, and, and maybe next season isn't the season we're, we're, we're expecting it to be already. But at some point, you got to stop gambling and playing the lottery, and you got to start building a winning culture and building a winning identity. And, and again, that has to start now. And, and that's why this loss feels so heavy and feels so disappointing. Because... It's, it's consequential. This loss has weight. You feel it on your shoulders. Like, it, 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 it feels big and, and frustrating. And so, I don't take, 
again, it, it, to me, it's not that they lost to the Spurs. It's how they lost. Every NBA team gets hot. And, and sure, the Spurs had a really nice shooting night, but this was still a very winnable game. The Spurs didn't do anything that spectacular other than make 22 threes. Something the Magic, honestly, something the Magic could have overcome with the way that they were playing for most of the night. Um, they just needed to defend. Disappointment is a sign of progress, that we are expecting more of this team. But it's done. It's gone. It's in the past now. The only thing you can do is look to the future. The only thing you can do is move forward. And this is going to be the gut check for this Magic team. It's always been the gut check because the Magic have had plenty of bad losses throughout the year, whether it's the Miami loss, whether it's, you know, whatever. Pick a loss that felt big. This Magic team has had a lot of them. They're young. They're going through this for the first time and feeling that pressure for the first time. And that's why this is also important. Because now you have to learn how to stay in this race. Now you have to learn how to keep going and keep pushing forward even with so much working against you. You have to figure out how to stay competitive even with this disappointment weighing on you. What this Magic team has actually been very good at throughout the course of the year is bouncing back from these bad defeats, as many of them as they've had. And yeah, Phoenix on Thursday is going to be a tough opponent and and a tough game. But it's also one this Magic team can win. It's also one this Magic team should feel like it can pull out and pull through. Or it's one where the Magic are going to have to play a whole lot better. The fact is, all of this is a learning experience. It's not about making the playoffs, guys. Um, I, I saw so many comments of, well, the Magic aren't making the postseason. The Magic aren't making the play, and you might as well shut everyone down. And I'm just like, no. It's the exact opposite. The Magic's play-in chances were always very small. It's not just that they have now four games to get to climb. It's they have two teams to climb over to. And we're all disappointed that the Magic haven't been able to build a winning streak. The Magic don't have a, haven't had a winning streak longer than two games since the six-game winning streak in December. They've been able to tread water really well. And look, that's progress to some degree, but it's not good. Like The, Ma- the Magic need to string wins together, and, and their inability to do so is imp- as, as promising as this last half of the season has been. Their inability to string wins together is a bit concerning. Because next year, there will be pressure. We will expect to play a, a postseason berth, whether it's playoffs or play-in. We do expect this team to take that big step up that we're, we're, we're challenging them to take today. But this season's not about the end result. It's about the process. The end result comes next year. This is about the process. This is about going through the emotional highs and lows of a postseason chase. Of having to play games where that pressure is ramped up, where it feels like it's a big game, where you know you have to get wins. And now is the time to falter. Now is the time to fail. Now is the time to take these lumps and learn these lessons. So that next year when Orlando's in San Antonio uh, late in the season, 
They take care of their business. They remember, we can't drop the, that game to San Antonio. We can't drop that game to Charlotte. These games matter. And when we look back at the end of the season and if Orlando falls five games out of the, out of the playing tournament, we will point to these five games that the Magic should have won that they lost, regardless of when they took place in the season, and say, there you go. These are the lessons that are important now. These, this is why it's important that the Magic go through this postseason chase. Feel the pressure of these important games. And yes, maybe even fail a little bit. Maybe even take their lumps. Take their lumps now in a no-pressure season when we're not expecting them to make the play-in tournament. Yeah, that's something they want to do. Yeah, that's something that they have set as a goal. But that doesn't make it easy to accomplish. They're setting their, their dreams high, yeah, relatively high, um, and falling short still leaves them in a pretty good spot. Success or failure is not about making the postseason. It's about learning and understanding what it's going to take to do so next year and the year after that, and to build the consistency and maturity to do so. The disappointment of Tuesday's game is because we expect more of this team. They have risen the expectations. They have risen the bar on what we believe they can do and what we know they are capable of. And that's all a good thing. That's a positive step for this young team. But now in these final 13 games, it's about having the poise, it's about having the maturity to finish the job, to get the job done, or learning what kind of poise and maturity it's going to take. This is a young team. They are still prone to mistakes. Young teams throughout all time play up and down to their competition. It would not surprise me if the Magic beat the Suns on Thursday. And the Suns played a very strong game against Milwaukee, falling just a bit short. They are still very potent, even without Kevin Durant out there. It would not, again, it would not surprise me if Orlando wins Thursday. Honestly, it would not surprise me if Orlando still gets a 2-2 two and two road trip. One and three feels much more likely at this point, but it would not surprise me if it's still an, a break-even road trip because we know what this team is capable of. The question is, and this is the big question that we have for the rest of this season, this is the big question we have for next season already, is will potential be actualized? And if this loss Tuesday night makes the team understand just what level they have to play at each night, the attention to detail they have to play with each night, and stings them to play better the rest of this road trip, stings them to play better next season, gives them the experience to to have that focus in a big game next season, then that lesson will be hard-won and hard-earned. But that's what you got to hope happens when you have a loss as inexcusable as this one. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in. Him with Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them by still on podcasts to your podcast enable listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We have a list of prospects to watch in the NCAA tournament up at orlandomagicdaily.com. Right now, we'll go over some of the players on that list on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Get you set for the NCAA tournament. Go Cats. Um... 
Now that you're listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Dale from Locked On Magic, this is Phil Brown. I'd see you all next time for another episode of Locked On Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.